0: Hi, this is Martin Casals, a.k.a. Marty the Moth from Lucha Underground, and you're watching the Oversell Podcast.
1: It is episode 95, and I am joined by Fred Feltner of the Fabe Connection. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. That's your cue.
0: (laughs) I didn't hear the music this time. You didn't hear the music? No, No, I didn't hear the music.
1: Oh, well, that sucks. Anyway, uh, (laughs) uh,
0: uh, go ahead and introduce yourself now that we've actually
1: talked a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was waiting for that sweet metal music. (laughs) Uh, I'm with the Kayfabe Connection. I uh, took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back now. I've uh, been going on on the Twitter, the Twitterville, uh, and uh, saying some stuff that gets people going. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's not usually the the most popular opinion, but it, it's my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what that's what I'm doing these days.
1: Well, the, coming up this weekend, we've got it's a Palooza type of weekend. We have so much going on this weekend. Well, this, in this
0: month, really. I mean, May is insane. Like, it's just crazy, dude.
1: And it starts tomorrow night with War of the Worlds, Ring of Honor, which, you know, Ring of Honor, you know, there's a chance they can start getting a lot of national exposure here with some recent news that Sinclair's buying up a lot of. Um, uh different companies uh they just recently bought out the company that has WGN America so there's a chance for some national exposure there uh i found out that our local affiliate um WREG Channel 3 in Memphis was put one of the companies that was bought out uh by Sinclair Broadcasting so you know who knows this is this could be a big step for Ring of Honor and the the only worry i have about it is you know now that they get if they get some sort of national exposure if corporate is going to have them dictate their content which you know that that's one thing that the company cannot get away from is their solid wrestling cuz that's what that company is it's just a great wrestling company and let's hope that they don't allow corporate to change that too much
0: yeah i agree with you i mean we've seen some changes uh, i wouldn't even call them subtle changes i mean i remember just one weekend I woke up, it was like a Saturday morning, and I guess Ring of Honor held a show. I forget which city they were in, but they did like this Friday night show. And it's when they unveiled the new, you know, like WWE has the Titantron. They have like their entrance ramp and like all the screens and just the lights. Because that's always been a huge complaint on my end is even down to lighting. I remember on the Ross Report, Jim Ross was... You know, not to discredit Ring of Honor, but as he said, it's like it looks like a middle school talent show. Mm -hmm. Just and you have some of the you have world beaters, you have some of the best talents in the world um, competing in what looks like, like he said, like you're in a middle school, you know, auditorium and you have like the kid, you know, the ninth grader flashing like (laughs) a flashlight down on the ring. Like, I know that takes resources, but you can tell that um, you know, they're pumping money, they're pumping resources into it. And as, and as much as we like these talents, uh, to the casual fan, the casual fan sees what's on the surface and they see those aesthetic, um, you know, those, those, the pleasing thing that's on the TV or, you know, streaming on their tablets and phones. So it, it, you know, who knows it's, um, it could be a win-win for them, but then you see companies like impact who, I mean, they don't know whether to shit or wind their watch, and I mean, the lawsuit with the Hardees, and just you get that corporate influence in, and sometimes the the corporate influence isn't always a good thing. the The backing's good, money wise, um, but essentially, you know, several, most, maybe we would say, uh, they're kind of outsiders. You know, mm-hmm. they're not carnies, they're, they're business people. So you always have that clashing of, you know, what's best for business, what's best for the company. So, I don't know, hopefully, I mean, maybe this will draw in something different maybe, you know, expand their audience. So, you know, good and, things for wrestling.
1: Yeah, and you know, it also could, it, there's a small chance that something like this could help out um, with their, uh, hopefully they keep their partnership with new Japan pro wrestling. So there's more, even more access to new Japan that you have in the States right now. I know we're getting our the they're doing like a G one special. Is that this month or is that next month?
0: The G one special is, at it's the weekend, the last weekend of June, uh, July. And I believe it's July 1st and July 2nd. It'll be in Long Beach, California. Um, they, they sold tickets a while ago and those things sold out in like less than an hour. And then they had like this Y2J like countdown thing on their USA website. And I guess they expanded, you know, more tickets. Um, It's interesting because even to certain diehard New Japan fans, there were a lot of fans that were kind of let down by that. I know this is kind of a big deal that they're doing a United States show, and this is on their own. This is not a Ring of Honor joint venture. Like, this is New Japan Pro Wrestling holding a show in the States but it's it's kind of like G1 adjacent it's not really G1 they're just having US they're competitors united states go and this is on G1 their own spot. this is not Whoa. ring of honor joint venture like this is new japan pro wrestling holding man that a show was such a great states. quote we had to quote <laughs> it <laughs>
1: yeah uh do you want to go through and start looking at war of the worlds
0: yeah, the War of the Worlds card is uh, it's it's looking pretty good. I, I truth be told, I was supposed to go to the Dearborn show because they have like a whole leg. They did Toronto, which um, Omega was at, you know, for for um, one night only due to his visa. But, but uh, Omega and the Bucks wrestled, and the Toronto show I heard was great. I knew people that went. And were, you know, the Twitter exchanges were, were were on fire that night. Everybody had a blast, and then the Dearborn show. Uh, I sold my ticket, like like I said, uh, I I actually went to the Soundgarden concert last night (laughs) instead of going to to the War of the Worlds in Dearborn. And from what I heard from last night, it was extremely underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forward to tomorrow night and we have the War of the Worlds pay-per-view. So you can order it on pay-per-view, you know, check your your local listings, your cable providers. Um, You can also go to Ring of Honor's website, ROHWrestling.com. If you're a ringside member, it's like 10 bucks a month. But you get discounts on merchandise as well as i pay per views And the eye per views are a little cheaper than, um, than normal. The main event is actually a triple threat for the Ring of Honor championship. And it is between the current Ring of Honor champion, Christopher Daniels, taking on two men who are having a pretty good feud right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging the Jay Lethal-Cody Rhodes feud, but it's a triple threat. Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, and Cody Rhodes for the Ring of Honor title.
1: Uh you know one thing I want to say about Cody is he's starting to find his independent stride. Um that for uh, that yes. that match at Wrestle Kingdom it was an all right match but he he didn't you could tell he just didn't get the Japanese style yet. But here recently in the past couple of shows I've watched of NJPW man he is he's having better matches and he's starting to get that yeah I guess I don't need to throw fists in a match and stuff like that so it, it's good to it's refreshing to see him getting his indie legs under him, I guess, is the best way to put
0: it. No, perfectly said. I, hundred percent agree with you. It takes time, you know. Um, you know, you could flip it around, looking from an indie perspective. To me, and he's my he's the best in the world. To me, um, he's kind of one A one B with AJ in WWE. But Zack Saber Junior. When he did the CWC, I don't want to say expose like it's a derogatory term, but it really, I mean, to me, he could do no wrong. And then you got to factor in, you know, uh, there's pacing and timing for television. There's certain there's more cameras. You got to look and sell to different cameras. And I started noticing like Zack Sabre Jr. doesn't really like selling is not his strong suit. Mm -hmm. So I think from the opposite end, yeah, it is a transition to I mean, for one, to have full creative freedom. You're kind of almost dizzied and dumbfounded. You know, it's like, holy shit, I can pretty much do whatever I want right now because um, you're just so tamed you know you're a tame version of yourself for so long so it's a different style a different crowd to cater to
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: and there's different stories that can be told in that as well but he has wrestling in his blood i mean it, 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 you knew it was he you knew he was going to be successful on the indies it might not have been an immediate thing um, but everybody's different um you just knew eventually he'd find his footing and and really make an impact. So I'm glad. I'm glad he's he's making strides right now in the indies.
1: Uh there was something else I just thought of. Um I hate when that happens too, because I usually have a lot of great thoughts. Uh <laughs> Oh, oh, here's what I was gonna ask you. Um how much did it break your heart when you saw Zack Sabre Jr. join Suzuki Gun?
0: I actually wasn't upset. I was I it, cried. it's cool. It's it's honestly I I enjoyed it. This is a next step for him. Uh, it, it was kind of an unpopular decision when we found out that not only is Kota Ibushi not going to be around for the finals for CWC, but then you learn that Sabre wasn't. And there was a lot of criticism with that. For me, we're kind of seeing that unfold right, right now, why he chose not to sign with WWE. For one, two of five lives, not even in the top 20 uh, in terms of the most viewed shows on the network like they have table for 3s and like road ride alongs that get more viewers <laughs> than 205 live that's not the cruiserweights fault that's wwe's fault but zack Sabre jr just be another indie dude a british dude on the wwe roster now he he's killing it right now he's mm-hmm. a champion in three different companies and you know you got rev pro you got um pwg and you have evolve and those are all, to me, the top, I mean, they're in the top discussions for the best indies on the planet. He's really making strides right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Feud, uh, I know we're kind of, you, you were talking about Suzuki Gun, but to me, the thing about Suzuki Gun is they're an actual heel stable. I know Bullet Club's like the go-to heel stable that everybody references. The Bullet Club hasn't been heel since Prince Deva, AK Balor was still in it. Right. They've really not been heels ever since. Uh, Suzuki-gun is an is a genuine heel group. You got Minoru Suzuki, who's um, just killing it right now. He's the never open weight champion currently in I, in New Japan. Uh, you got Saber. I mean, there's guys in that stable too that are veterans that he can learn from, and maybe like we we're talking about the selling. Maybe he can sell a little more, um, especially now that he's a heel. You got to make the baby faces look great, right? Like Stone Cold says, shine yeah. him up real nice, That's shine right. the baby face up.
1: That's right. Um, you know, I'm going to say this. I cried when he joined Suzuki Gun, only because it means Shibata, you know, was going to get his ass kicked, and that always makes me sad to see <laughs> Shibata get his ass kicked. <laughs>
0: and, you know, All right, I'm really, no, I'm awesome. really
1: hoping that Shibata has this, has some sort of a miraculous recovery because. Damn it, he was, I mean, it seemed like the rocket was getting up his ass and he was starting to fly a little bit. And then Momentum, yeah. Oh, man, it just, that was, that, that headbutt is one of the sickening, most sickening sounds I think I've ever heard watching a wrestling match.
0: Yeah, it was like a home run swing, like just oh. a whack.
1: Yeah, they said people in the audience, um, I think were like getting physically ill at the sound that it made.
0: So. it'd be like such a dick thing if some like ghetto or somebody on the outside. So you got to sell it better.
1: No. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> um, man, so
1: that was the main event. What else we got on
0: this card for, uh, yeah, run down this. Uh, I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one for, uh, the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. You have the current champion, the villain, Marty Skrull, taking on a reborn Matt Seidel, banned in Japan, as they say. That T-shirt's awesome. This will be a great contest. Uh, their styles are definitely different. Uh, Matt Seidel can pretty much work with anybody. I don't know about you. I'm I'm a Matt Seidel slash Evan Bourne fan, mm-hmm. and um, I really dug his stuff on the indies after he left WWE, so I'm looking forward to this. This should yeah. be a good one.
1: And I've got a funny story about Matt Seidel. One time uh, me and a bunch of buddies went to Monday Night Raw down uh, in the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We went to Hooters afterwards to get something to eat. <laughs> and all these divas come in and stuff. And, um, you know, they're, these guys are sitting right – and, you know, I'm not going to be that type of guy when they're trying to get food. So, hey, man, can I get a pickle? I'm just not that kind yeah. we're – we're not that kind of people. But, you know, it's cool. But – Matt Seidel bumped into my buddy Joseph, who's about I I'm going to exaggerate it a little bit. He's like five foot three, and Matt Seidel was like, "Oh man, I, I'm really sorry." And I, like we said, so we messed with him and said, "Dude, you punked out Evan Bourne. <laughs> it, it's funny when somebody makes one, my friend Joseph look tall because he's not really a tall gentleman, and uh, Matt Seidel kind of made him look a little taller. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah, um, everybody's got a good Hooter story. Uh for the ROH World Tag Team Championships, we got the Young Bucks, the current champs taking on Los Ingobernable members, uh Tetsuya Naito and Bushi. So that should be a fun one. That'll be fun. I
1: love watching any any time I love watching Naito just come out, especially if he's holding some sort of championship because he just doesn't give a fuck. He
0: just Fix it, which is great because you know, we'll get to it tonight, but there's certain companies that really don't give a shit about their titles. Uh New Japan actually cares about their title. And you know, the Japanese crowd is respectful in all facets of life, and especially when you talk about the biggest prizes in wrestling, you know, the IWGP titles, and to see Naitu just kick it. Just he kicks it all the way from the entrance ramp, all the way to the ring. And I love too how he's kind of juxtaposed with um, uh, uh, Yujiro's brother. I always forget his name. The ticking time bomb, uh, Takahashi. Taga, uh, yep. Uh, he's like the belt whisperer, so he kind of does the edge, like back in the Rated R Superstar. He's like almost like caressing it with his face and like his titles it he's in a manic relationship with it you
1: know yeah yeah you know it's funny when um i remember when taguchi was getting uh you know they're in a kind of a feud together and he was kept sticking his tongue out of, like at takahashi i'm like dude this is disturbing <laughs> but i do i will say
0: i do love watching taguchi
1: he the funky weapon makes me laugh every time i watch funky him weapon i love it i love it i love it
0: uh, for the ROH Six Man Tag Team Championships, uh, it'll be Chaos, Haruki Go To, and Rapungi Vice taking on the current champions, Bully Ray and the Briscoes.
1: That's going to be a fun match. I, I really yeah. like that Bully Ray is teaming up with the Briscoes. I just think that
0: works. It fits. Yeah, yeah it it's just perfect. Yeah,
1: and the fact that we're we're getting Bully Ray again. Yeah, absolutely. And then this uh, match. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, uh, I was just gonna say go to to me is a guy that um you yeah, know after his match with Shibata I gained a lot of respect for him because this guy this guy can go and and it's it's good that he's finally getting some big wins here this year.
0: Yeah, that was a complaint of mine for like the last year and a half. It's just you know, go to is always the bridesmaid, you know, mm-hmm. never the bride. And uh, you know he did kind of the silver samurai, you know, body paint, and like he was—he's trying to think outside of the box to really kind of just make a character that that resonates with people that makes him stand out. I mean, obviously his matches make him stick out. You've—you've you've taken notice, you know, this past year. But um, he really—it's like something's missing from him being a top guy in New Japan, and I—I—I I, I don't know. You know, I just—I don't know what more he can do to. Try to get over for him to get to that next step, but I I enjoy his matches.
1: Here's what I think needs to happen for him to take that next step: Uh, there, you know, it'll have to be in one of those eight million tag matches you get at at the beginning of a New Japan show. I think he needs to turn and leave chaos.
0: I honestly thought he was going to go heel Yeah. To begin with, but, but I agree. I mean, he should screw Okada, dude. Have him screw Okada. My thoughts uh, exactly. Have him screw Okada in the Omega match.
1: Yeah, there you go. And then there you he go. And, and then he wants it. To, you know, maybe have go to could be a great choice to win G one this year.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Mean,
1: they there. That's a good call, man. Man, there's there's so there's that's what I love about New Japan predicting someone to win g1 this year just seems especially difficult to me you've got kenny omega you 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 got goto who could possibly win it you got minoru suzuki i mean it's it's very unpredictable what they the ways they can go over there me personally i want to see minoru suzuki and okada go at it that's just me personally because oh absolutely that i just think that match would be just as much fun as shibata okada
0: Yeah, that Dominion card is just going to be nuts. Yeah, man, I I cannot wait wait. for that show.
1: And and I got to thank you again. You and uh, our buddy Ashton, or Shaggy, um, you're the guys that got me into New Japan, and now I think I've become Freddy New Japan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, man, it's that's. I mean, that's that's the that that's always been the beauty of the podcast. I mean, I pumped so much money into that thing in the last four years, and it's kind of a thankless sort of deal like I do it because I love wrestling and um and it's not just WWE obviously but that's the one thing that's a repayment for the the thing that you do that you're passionate about is to get those compliments and to, to even to especially with friends too have close friends that see this really cool thing that I didn't like force it on you or you know beg you to watch it or hit you over the head with it it was like a, you know a recommendation of hey you know uh maybe you could check this out yep. cool you got new japan world and it's just like and see and this is the thing too because this is a good discussion piece here to ask you about this um i had different conversations about this constantly um on the old podcasts. uh this topic here so that i think it might be and correct me if i'm wrong this might be the, the the biggest excuse that I always hear from people that are, I don't want to call them WWE apologists because I don't want to make it negative if you've only watched WWE. That's fine. We all did. But for those that don't really venture out, typically the, the main excuse that I hear is, I mean, there's just so much history and storylines and the belts have changed hands. And like, I don't know the importance of the belt. We'll get to that later tonight. (laughs) I don't know the importance of the championships or the history or the lineage. And furthermore, I don't know who the characters are. Right. We see it with 205 Live where, well, you know, we got to have TJ Perkins come out and be a video game guy. And, you know, we got to have Rich Swan come out and dance like he did in PWG but have, like, a cool, catchy song. And how long did it take you just from our recommendation to watch New Japan? Because you're obviously – you're name-dropping people left and right. You brought up a great idea predicting the the G1 and the Dominion main event with go To's interference. Like, that's a great uh, sort of call, you know, a hot take, if you will. How long did it take you to get into New Japan to where you were you, you, pretty, you, you had a decent level of comprehension of what was going on and who the people were?
1: It, it, it took a couple of months to get into it, but what sold me on it um, was watching Wrestle Kingdom 10, or was it 11? Wh- which one did we just have? I'll get the numbers confused. 11. Okay, Wrestle Kingdom 10, watching Tomohiro Ishii and Shibata absolutely beat the hell out of each other for 20 minutes. I was like this is great and that I, I latched on to one guy or t- t- technically two guys. I latched on to Shibata because I mean he just seemed like he was just a wrestler that would go out there and whoop ass. I and I, that drew me to that character. And then I also started watching um when I started watching Kushida, You know, th- that guy is just a great worker. You know, he's got the the time well, the time killer's gimmick. Uh, yeah. the Marty Mcfly thing and it, and it, I just really enjoy their matches so once i I started you know I'd only watch those two guys' matches and then it kind of blossomed in well oh well hey wait a minute you've got you've got this these awesome tag teams here like uh I love the gorillas of destiny um you know you got the bucks and I, it, it, the more you start off you turn it on as filler, a lot of times I would turn it on as like filler just for something in the background. And then you glance up, and there's Rapongi Vice and everybody, that, that fatal four-way tag match they had at Wrestle Kingdom, where Trent Beretta had to have broken his tailbone on a on a dive to the outside, and it's like, wow, I mean, it, it, once, you, I, like I said, I started off with those two characters, and then just kind of blossomed out, and, you know, just started doing more research, and then you start falling in love with guys like Tetsuya Naitu, and uh, Okada. Um, Mike is a huge Okada fan. And then of course you're drawn into it from the coolness factor of the, uh, the bullet club. So just learn it. And, and a lot of it, a lot, some of it had to do with the WWE signing the guys they signed because you sign, uh, you sign Nakamura, you know, well, okay. Well, I know this guy's a big deal. I've heard his name before, but why is he a big deal? So you go back and watch Wrestle kingdom nine when he comes out as a glittery ninja, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, this guy, there's something about him that just draws his IT. And then you, you see that match he had with AJ Styles at Wrestle Kingdom 10. And I'm like, well, that's, uh, now I see why the WWE got these guys. I mean, you know, I've heard, I've, I've always heard the name AJ Styles, but I never watched TNA. Uh, and I never have had a right. ROH. But, you know, hearing the name, I can, you know, I can, I can remember buying a wrestling magazine one day when I was working at Putt Putt and knew it was going to be a slow day. And I read, and they kept the, their number one wrestler for the year was AJ Styles. And I looked it up, like, okay, this guy and blossoming into what he's done and ma- making himself just the best wrestler in the world. It's just It just shows why WWE signed it, and I wanted to research those guys. So get on New Japan World
0: and do a little research. Yeah, I rem- <clears throat> I remember uh, Nakamura wrestling Lesnar. And, I mean, he kind of had, like, baby fat, like he was kind of chubby. Like how Orton, you see, like, old Evolution Randy Orton and you see him now. It's so weird. Even, like, CM Punk, too, when he was in WWE, ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked like just totally different people. Mm-hmm. And um, I I do, but I remember those matches. I remember Angle, of course, wrestling over there. Um, I'm not gonna act like, oh, I've been down since the Antonio Inoki days and I've been watching since the 70s. No. Um I I had a guy uh when I was growing up back in Michigan who was like it was the tape trader. We all had you know kids that watch Netflix now back in the video store VHS tape days. Yep. Right Coliseum Home Video. Right? Everybody <laughs> had their one because there were so many different chains and like different video stores Um, you, we all had our guy and I had a guy, it was Scott's video Maddox. It closed down and this will date me. They turned Scott's video Maddox into a pog store where they sold pogs. Was that a thing down in Memphis? Yeah. Yeah. We had pogs.
1: I I never (laughs) understood the game, but we had them. You know, I remember my my Mike has uh so, like Michael Jordan commemorative pog slammers. That's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: he, and I think he still has them too because the man was all about Michael Jordan. So yeah, oh, you ought to give him a hard time about those at WolfMike twenty three on Twitter.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> that's awesome. But um no, so I had my guy and I remember seeing the Foley Death matches over in Japan and that kind of started me in the new Japan. Um, and then you just kind of went from there and Tanaka and like all these guys, of course. And it's really like, you know, how YouTube is now. You watch one video and then they have like the recommended videos on the side. I mean, how many times have you fell into the wormhole? Just, you know, not take away from wrestling, just going on YouTube and seeing videos. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think the same thing is with New Japan. You see a great old school match in New Japan it's just a wormhole to just go down and sit back and enjoy, because um, it's all—it's also, also too. They treat it like a sport there. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, rinky-dink, dun 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 dun, stuff. And, and you know the the crowd
1: sport. the the crowd respects the shows. And I, I was in I was in a Facebook group and someone made the comment like, "Oh, a New Japan crowd is quiet and nobody says anything." Like, "Oh my god, idiot." They they actually watch the show to watch the wrestling. Now they will get fired up when a match gets going, but they're not just gonna randomly start chanting CM Punk or something or or Macho j- Man. Yeah. we
0: are awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, let's get through the we gotta
0: get through the rest of this yeah. War of the yeah, Worlds yeah, yeah, card. Yeah. So where were we? <laughs> we got we so, went right. Up. No, that was a good discussion. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. You, yeah. I, I'm glad you talked about that because I'm always curious about that, and maybe some of the listeners are too. Uh, This is the match of the night for me. This is a match that I am super hyped about. This is a match involving someone who has a PWG show named after him, right? He had Black Cole Sun back in the day, uh, but they got Head Like a Coal, And that's coming up the night before Dink, right? Mm-hmm. The night before NXT TakeOver on May 20th. And there's been rumors that this guy's gonna debut after his PWG match at NXT TakeOver Chicago. We're talking about Adam Cole baby, taking on the ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Holy shit. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun match. Adam Cole, baby. That's gonna be so good. Yeah. Uh yeah, we yeah. got we also have Will Ospreay and Jay White who uh, Will Ospreay, if you haven't seen the Supercard of Honor match with him and Volador Jr. and the um, AAA, or not the A C- the CMLL guys, uh, that was a fun match. That was like the sleeper match of the night. So um, we got that. We have a triple and, threat. And for, one uh, quick no- oh, Another
1: another quick note for Cole Tanahashi. This could be the last time you see Adam Cole in uh, Ring of Honor.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's on the he's on the farewell tour. So what is it? Tomorrow's May twelfth the PWG event. He's taking on Sammy Callahan, who's pretty much oh, like man. his main nemesis, one of his main nemesises, Nemesi. And um PWG. And the, there's rumors they might show up at Takeover, so uh um, oh. I'd like to I'd like to see him and Roddy go face to face to end Oh my god, Takeover. Cuz like w- how, just real quick I, as an aside, I know we're getting we're trailing off, but like I'm my mind is just the wheels are spinning. So, uh, a Tommy and rude for the NXT title to main event NXT takeover Chicago. Yep. That crowd's going to be hot by the way, the whole night, uh, rude wins rude. Maybe he even gets on the mic and cuts a heel promo about how nobody's going to stop him. That brings out Roddy strong. I mean, the, 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 the video packages that they've been showing of him, like I've been hearing that he's been getting way bigger pops at live events and stuff. Same. So it seems like Roddy's in line next. So you have Roddy come out and stare him face to face and then just have this you know new entrance music hit, give it a pause, and then out comes Adam Cole. And he doesn't even have to get in the ring with them, just music and him just standing at the ramp to end the show. Can you uh, can you imagine?
1: Yeah, and you know
0: there's also, you
1: know, there's another chance of if Adam Cole goes signs with NXT WWE that we could have a small kingdom reunion too.
0: Dude, yeah, with Michael Bennett coming uh yeah. to, you know, presumably to the WWE, the the rumors are there and it's all signs seem to point to it, so we could have a kingdom reunion. that's I didn't even think of that. It's awesome.
1: Uh and, you know it's, it's too bad that uh, Gallows and uh, gun are on uh raw because they continue the anderson or the Gal- yeah anderson loves uh, maria a bit too <laughs> <laughs> that, That's great. that that you can find that gif or gif whatever you call it uh, oh, yeah. of uh, anderson and styles uh, dancing with maria that that was great and the reason it's so great is because aj styles was a pretty serious character in new japan and for him to bust out dancing in the middle of a match for Maria, just Oh it's so great. That was that 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 and that Anderson Maria storyline was so much fun when they did that.
0: Oh, I agree. <laughs> uh, rounding out rounding out the card here, a triple threat non title match. It's a uh, tag team uh, three way. We have uh, Los Ingobernables members Evil and Sonata taking on a new team search and destroy it's jonathan gresham who just recently signed to ring of honor Mm -hmm. if you have not seen jonathan gresham um, i'm not a big czw guy but he's uh that was kind of a main promotion of his um he's wrestled in indiana i i unfortunately haven't seen him live uh but i've seen his matches he is a stud so he's on that Leo Rush kind of rookie phenom level, if you know what I'm saying. Like he's just he's ready. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh Jonathan Gresham and Chris Sabin, one of the the Motor City Machine Guns. Um this will be in War Machine. This will be this'll be an interesting match. It's kind of three random teams. Uh War Machine's got a lot of momentum because they're the current IWGP uh heavyweight tag team champions. Are- I was surprised by that. Yeah, me too.
1: But they, they, they hold the titles well, in my opinion. Yeah. Because they are, they're entertaining, but yet they are they're athletic. They're,
0: as hell,
1: yeah! For their size, they're so athletic and so vicious too. That's what I love about them the most. They, you know, when I first saw them, I, I thought they were the Highlanders or whatever they were in the Raw on steroids. When I first saw them, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was waiting for one to say, "I'm Rory."
0: I'm Rory. Yeah, we have the heavy metal rebel Frankie Kazarian taking on Adam Hangman Page in a just a singles match. Mm-hmm. And then to round match. the card out, we have a four corner survival match that will see Kushida taking on Dalton Castle, Bobby Fish, and Silas Young.
1: That'll be a so. That match. rounds
0: the card out. Um, I'm probably going to get the pay per view tomorrow. Most of the the last few Ring of Honor shows have been kind of underwhelming to me. I mean, I I went to Super Card of Honor. Um and even that show, like the 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 Osprey uh match with the luchadors, and then the opening bout with Cole and Skrull was like a match of the night, and then of course Bucks Hardy's other than that, it was like just three matches out of the entire pay-per-view were good. So I'm really hoping for big things out of this uh out of this Ring of Honor card. And um, you know, rounding it out. Five days later, we got New Japan best of the super juniors, and we got Marty Skrull making his super junior debut. Mm-hmm. That I'm really oh, looking forward That's,
1: to that. That 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 battle of super juniors tournament just is going to
0: be so much fun. Who Who's your pick? Uh, there's a lot of hype around Marty Skrull right now, and I, I kind of similar to how when Osprey debuted, he won the super juniors. I would not be shocked if Marty Skrull walks away as the, the, the battle of the super junior winner.
1: Okay. I'm all for that. I wouldn't mind it. I, I'm still I've still got to root for Kushida. That's just my boy.
0: Oh, he's kill, he's killed it. He's had match of the year matches the last three years in a row.
1: Yeah, and you know it's interesting what they did with him and I'm always get it confused. Takahashi, right?
0: Yujiro uh Yujiro Takahashi, his yeah. brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the one that's in Los Angeles. Yeah, the Ticking Time. Yeah, problem. yeah. It was amazing that that was such a squash. I mean, that was like a three minute match, and I'm like, what the hell? And right. but it got over um, Takahashi strong as a champion. So.
0: And it's crazy too. We're talking about all these events. We got War of the Worlds tomorrow. We got Best of the Super Juniors on the 17th of this month. Uh, the 20th is NXT Takeover. But not only that evolve 84 is actually taking place that afternoon in chicago evolve 84 oh. matt riddle versus kyle o'reilly zach saber jr versus ethan page keith lee versus donovan die and hot sauce tracy williams taking on jeff cobb if you are in the chicago area and you're not at evolve 84 Shame on you. Slap yourself. And then the next day, the Sunday, May 21st in uh, Michigan, it's Evolve 85. I'm not going to call it Detroit. It's like basically Livonia. It's kind of around the neighboring area of Detroit. But it's Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Leo Rush. Ooh. Matt Riddle taking on his Chosen Bros tag team partner, Jeff Cobb. And then Hot Sauce Tracy Williams taking on Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, get the Flow Slam app. It's twenty dollars a month. You can check out all the Evolve shows. They typically run two a month. To me, that's worth it, and I'm probably going to get it just for these two events alone. And for for those watching on YouTube live, uh, for those watching on
1: YouTube live right now, you can see I am wearing the all-ego Ethan Page shirt because that dude is just... The videos he puts up on YouTube for his promos are well done. Yeah, there's just that dude is just so awesome. I love all ego Ethan Page, and I'm a Matt Riddle guy. I want to. I've not gotten a chance to see Matt Riddle live yet, because Incredible. for some peop for some reason, these fucking companies want to avoid Memphis. Bring your shit to Memphis. Damn it! Come on.
0: Matt Riddle didn't even know who Trent Beretta was, in Rapunky fights. he probably has no idea where, like the the big deal about Memphis. Like he. You gotta consider that. This dude's an outsider, but no dude, I agree. Um
1: It's the era of Ethan ego. It's the air of ego right now. It right. Really is. Uh, Ethan Page came down to Memphis, didn't he? No, he is not wrestling in Memphis. No.
0: no. Wow. You know it
1: we I'm I, you know, we just used to be such a hot spot for professional wrestling. Um, I don't understand how these companies like Ring of Honor, how it evolve, how uh any of those companies have ever done anything in Memphis ring of honor, especially I, it, I just, I know right. we have, there's a perfect venue in midtown Memphis and it, it's built it, when they did NXT takeover and it it was set up perfectly. Uh, I and I know,
0: the pictures, yeah.
1: and, and I know they could have done, they could sell out that building in probably 30 minutes if they bring a show here and the same for evolve. I mean, it, it's just built for that. And, Whenever it does, I'm going to be there. I'm not gonna, and I'm going to get this Ethan Page shirt shine cause, uh, signed because because that's my boy.
0: Yeah, I, um, I first saw him. He he and Josh Alexander wrestled the opening match at an ROH show in Detroit against Red Dragon. It was the show uh, that was Kevin Steen's last match in Ring of Honor before he went to NXT against Steve Carino. They were the opening match. Like that dates how far back? he's really and he was wrestling even before that um how like the evolution of him which is kind of a fun thing for the indies to really kind of see these guys and him going from this obscure tag team and they killed it like they stole the show that night i've been a fan ever since then um it's cool man it's really cool to see these guys shining right now so we got that and then to round out the month we have the progress super strong style 16 tournament and that's taking place May twenty seventh to May twenty ninth. So very this cool. is progress. Yeah, the, there's so much going on this month. Plenty, yeah, plenty it, to talk about in June. Very cool. Uh, well,
1: next thing I wanted to talk about tonight, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I wanted to. It, this just hit me. Um, and I don't think a lot of podcasts have done this. I want to do a state of all the titles in the WWE. Um. Let me pull up all the titles so I do, because I know my scattered ass brain is going to (laughs) um, skip some. WWE Championships. List of WWE Champions. That'll be fine. Uh, We will start. Let's see. Mm, Title history. I don't want current, I don't want title history. I want current titles, current champions. Current. WWE champions. Let's start with the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. It, it hasn't been um, around for that long. Uh, it was kind of hot potato for yes. um, f- while it, when it first came along. But now Neville's holding it. To me, there's only one other person that's a perfect cruiserweight to hold that title, and that would be Kalisto. Uh, why he is not involved in the Cruiserweight division is beyond me. But I think, it, I mean, it would be great. But right now, I think that title is in a, in a good standing. He's won that he's held that title since the Royal Rumble. He's looked strong and all of his stuff. And one thing I like that they're doing with Neville is he only uses the red arrow when he has to.
0: Exactly. Your,
1: your thoughts on the Cruiserweight title.
0: First off, I, when I was in WrestleMania uh in Orlando, they were selling that thing. They sold out that and the New Day belt with like the unicorns, like the special tag team belts. Those two were sold out. Like you couldn't even buy them, but they had one on display. That is a beautiful title. Um I know those pictures leaked of the black strap and it it really looks cool, but the purple belt is just cool. You you would have to imagine like the hot potato thing, I didn't agree with at first. And maybe, to their credit, they didn't really know who the stars were going to be because TJP was not over at all. And that's a shame because he's a great wrestler. But the lineage is pretty good from the past champions. I mean, Brian Kendrick, TJP, Rich Swan, Neville. I mean, that that lineage is great. That's a great starting point. Um, if you're an indie fan, especially, you know the history of those guys. So, this title, I, I gotta say, it's being diminished by how they're booking it. Um, word had it that the cruiserweight match and the Baron Corbin Ambrose, like in uh, the Battle Royal, all the opening matches, the the essentially the dark matches, we'll call them, uh, from Mania, they didn't even make the DVD. So, so that amazing Neville and Aries match apparently didn't make the WrestleMania DVD this year. Oh, wow. And I know who watches DVDs anymore. But just from those marketing standpoints, they don't... It. I feel like this is going to be a broken record tonight. They don't treat that title or several other their titles with any sense of just caution or care for that matter. It's almost like it's and i know this is taking the kayfabe away but belts are pretty much just props if you're not a fan or you're looking at from a business standpoint it's just a prop it's not a championship like it's a kayfabe prop but to the fans that title means everything like seeing Shawn michaels the boyhood dream and him crying and like Mm -hmm. you know looking down at it that title means something i mean i have i have six titles behind me in the mankind cave here and i love those things Because of what they represent and the history that it represents. You got a good thing going with this cruiserweight division. Try to rectify this. There's no excuse. WWE has the best roster right now that could rival any era in wrestling. From an athletic, not really a character standpoint, but from like wrestling, pure wrestling talent standpoint, they have the best wrestling roster ever. So they need to do something with this. And it starts with uh, maybe you axe 205 Live and you split the cruiserweights up, kind of like how they did that stupid supplemental draft. Split the cruiserweights up from SmackDown and Raw. Hell, do – I don't know what you'll call it, the shakeup again. And maybe even do it on 205 Live so people actually tune in and make that show relevant because they've not made an effort to make it relevant maybe on a 205 Live, maybe in a couple months, maybe they can do a, a cruiserweight shakeup. And half the talent goes to SmackDown, half goes to Raw. Maybe one goes down to NXT that still needs to be developed or whatever. And I really think that you could do something. Take away the stupid-ass purple ropes. Keep the purple title. That's cool. It's different. But let's stop. Making it like okay, here's our little gimmick thing. All right, and they got the crew like run. Have you been to a an event and you've seen like it's hilarious to see everybody rush out to like put the purple shit on the ropes. It's just tape, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: they did. Um, the SmackDown, the Cruiserweights debuted in Memphis. Their
0: first mm. the first night was in Memphis. So yeah, nice. we've seen that. That's awesome. So yeah, that's. I mean, sorry, long story long. I'm sorry, but. Yeah. This is one of those divisions that I'm extremely passionate about because I love the roster. I've watched these guys on the roster for upteen years. And to see them finally get their moment in this opportunity of this magnitude, like, I, you know, being live at a, a 205 Live and having Rich Swan dance to the ring and like Akira Tozawa high five me. Like, I could never imagine watching PWG years ago that freaking Tazawa would be running down doing the ah, ah, you know, in a WWE going to a WWE ring. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So let's do something with these guys and let's get something going. I agree with you wholeheartedly about Kalisto. Maybe who who on the NXT roster would you throw into that division and mix it up?
1: Oh, no, man. I, that, that no clue. <laughs>
0: no clue. Dude, there was a picture online, and I believe Aleister Black tweeted it out. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah, I saw With that. With oh, Neville, like, yeah. giving him a dirty look at the top of a staircase. Oh, man. man, that Now, that would be a fun program. Let's,
1: oh, yeah. let's move on to the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship that is currently being held by the Hardy Boys. They won it at WrestleMania in, the, in that awesome debut they had. And uh, I think this title's in somewhat good standing. Um the Hardy Boys with it, and, and, you know, they're getting over on. It helped. One thing the titles did was help turn Cesaro and Sheamus into heels. I do like that. Um, they, they're not hot-potatoing them. Uh, and, I, you know, for a while you had New Day. Then you had uh, – who won it after New Day? Who did Dallas like, and Anderson win it from? Did they win it from New Day?
0: Oh, It was <laughs> – it was at the Royal Rumble – and it was on the pre-show. pre-show. Yep, and they beat
1: who they did. They beat the New Day for the title. Yes. Okay. So not probably the best transition there, but having the Hardy Boys, I think, it, um, you know, long-standing tag team, probably one of the greatest tag teams of all time, holding the belts again. So I, I, I would say that one's in a pretty good standing too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, like, I gotta be salty about that, because I'm a huge fan of of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And to really undersell that build, like, we'll stick to the title picture, but to me, like, it makes no sense why the club isn't a bigger deal. Exactly. Like, they even have the Bullet Club rip-off shirts. It writes itself. It's not like they teased it. Was it a pay-per-view when Balor walked back and AJ and uh, the club, they were all like, uh, and waving the two suite. And yeah. then Finn kind of smiled and walked away and they kind of teased it. But I mean, it, we're not trying to say like, oh, blow your load right when they sign. But Balor has been there a while and he's not doing a damn thing right now. Yeah, Gallows and Anderson limbo. are not really doing much now that they don't have the titles. Put the club together. I going agree with that you know, like it but to like they should have they were world beaters in new japan and then they came there and won the belts on a on a pre-show it, that pissed me off the new day run ended when it needed to end yep. you know they gave it some breathing room after the they beat demolition's record and that was cool yep um i don't have any issues with with new day so the the thing now is who takes the titles off of the hardy's
1: Uh, you know, I think they should hold it for a while. And, you know, is it going to, I don't, I don't want it. I don't think Cesaro and Sheamus would be a good choice. Uh, I think Enzo and Cass are getting stale to me. At least Enzo is
0: agreed.
1: Um, but it's going to be interesting to see as far as the title goes right now, I think it's in a good position.
0: Oh man. Can we have the revival come back at SummerSlam and get those babies?
1: Oh man. No they they should be back before then or maybe they save it for survivor series one of the Dude, two it's uh,
0: bound to happen they're amazing like man brainbusters 2.0 which was a, a a tag team favorite of mine but oh yeah. it, they're so good just everything they do is top guys as they say uh let's
1: move on to the raw women's championship that is currently held by Alexa Bliss uh yeah uh I like that Alexa Bliss holds the title. I think she's the perfect one. Perfect woman to be holding it right now because she pulls off the heel character better than any woman on the roster in my opinion.
0: Oh, I totally agree with you. Her mic work is second to none and the bad thing is she's so good on mic that she makes Bailey and Sasha Banks just look stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, they can't even compete on a level with her. You know, like, when Rock went up against Punk, Punk kind of, he cut better promos than The Rock. Hey. Like, remember when The Rock was calling him a bitch and Punk was walking up the ramp? He's like, I'm just going to cuss because it's cool to swear. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Um... You know, he got his, he pulled his Punk card. Nobody on that roster can talk like Alexa Bliss. And that's just mic work.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I can never remember a promo that Sasha Banks cut where I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, Sasha is just more of a ring general to me. She, uh, yeah. She's a lot more like uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart... I, a lot of people will say Bret Hart was great on the mic. Bret Hart was all right on the mic, but he said enough to back his stuff up in the ring to me.
0: Yeah, he had that, just that, that voice like that. And like it, he didn't really like command you. Yeah. Uh, um. But you know, we talked about it the last time I was on about Alexa Bliss calling out the stupid ass what people. That yeah. You saw how, and here's the difference too. Charlotte's gotten better on the mic. She yes. before the it got bad. Now she can handle herself. But do you remember the Raw when the crowd just pretty much hijacked it and she was just sitting there, come on, guys. Like, you're the heel. The heel should not have to, to the crowd, go, come on, guys. Like, come on. Heels don't do that. And you saw Alexa Bliss just execute it with ease and got the crowd to shut up with the stupid what chance and got back to business. That, I think, really hurts the division is just – there's certain wrestlers that are just they out wrestle the other women, mm-hmm. and then there's certain women who just out talk the other women. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to to look at them all, all on like an even playing like field, you know? Like I don't know. And since she's come up, I think Alexa Bliss has gotten a lot better in the ring to
1: add Absolutely. to her game. So to me, she I think she was a great choice to win the title, and I think Bailey is better chasing the title. Like it was just. They blew their load too soon, and so, I hope no one takes that the wrong way. Since I'm talking about ribbons wrestlers, but right. the, I, perfectly she, speaking, she yeah. needed to, she needed to lose at this WrestleMania. Probably, if it would have been me, I would have had her lose at the next WrestleMania, then her third WrestleMania. You know, I can only imagine the promos and the video packages that would be built around. You know, she hasn't, she's done everything in the business that she's wanted to do, but she has not won at WrestleMania yet. And then finally she wins and the crowd's going nuts. I, it's the wrestling business is not hard to figure out, you know. That's just me, I, a fantasy booking, but I think, you know, Bayley losing a lot, especially like a big match like that, and then finally getting pretty much doing like reversed Bray Wyatt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dude, for
0: real, give her yeah, was, give her a yeah. big
1: win after a series of losses, or you know, wait a while to give her the big WrestleMania moment because then it'll mean a lot more in the end for us and her fans. That's just me spitballing well, here.
0: Well, no, you're absolutely right. And to me, out of all the titles, I think the women's title's been handled worse than any title in WWE.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: the Universal's right up there with it. But just not from the people who have held the title, because I think you could look at the universal title in that way. But with the women's title, it's really the booking of the women's title. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they force this women's revolution, which Michael Cole, look at what a moment. You don't have to tell me it's a moment. Right. Like when Stone Cold drove the Zamboni at the Joe and we were in the D losing our minds.
1: Yes. Yeah, stone
0: not did, you didn't need to tell me in the crowd. Somebody's like, dude, this is a moment. No one had to tell me and shake me in the crowd and tell me that. I knew it was. Yep. So and, that and... just that watered it down and then just the way that they've booked everybody. I mean, Charlotte and Sasha, it was at a point where they needed Mrs. Potato Head on the title instead of a <laughs> butterfly or the the red dub. But just just like, the whole good.
1: Lord. Yeah, just the whole herd losing it on Raw and then gaining it back on a pay-per-view. Just yeah, it was it, it? It didn't help Stupid. that title out. So now maybe Alexa Bliss is going to get a good long run. And I hope so. Um, we'll move on to the WWE Intercontinental Championship, which is currently held by Dean Ambrose. He won it uh, on SmackDown Live from the Miz on January third, twenty seventeen. Uh, when was the last time this title was defended? Was it at the last, I don't, I know it wasn't at the last raw or SmackDown pay-per-view. Um,
0: mania on the, on the, the pre-show
1: probably. So yeah, that's probably right. So is he past the 30 days, uh, lose your title reign by now?
0: Yeah. Um, but who cares? Right. <laughs> like fans don't pay attention to that stuff. Um, you would think as many times as The Miz has held the Intercontinental title that he would have beaten Honky Tonk Man's record of 454 days by then, mm-hmm. you know, by now, like, I feel like like the Intercontinental title, it's the same wrestlers over and over mm-hmm. and over. Remember back in the day when the IC title was like the, it was the workhorse title. Yes. And it was essentially okay. like the number one contender, like the next man on deck. Who holds that is the yeah. next guy. Like you are probably going to see him main event SummerSlam or go to WrestleMania the next you know,
1: year. And that was back in the day when people would hold that held it. Were you know to me when you say the Intercontinental Championship and when you show me the white one, I think of Kurt Hennig, who's probably one of the greatest workers the WWE ever had. Um, I think about those guys. I think when Warrior held the Intercontinental title and he was the next big thing. You know, it was yeah. it was a great one. It was great when those guys held it, and now it's just, you know, they tried to – a while ago they tried to get prestige back by bringing back the white belt and – Cody
0: Rhodes. Shout out to Cody Rhodes. Sh- that yep. was his idea.
1: Yep. Thank you, Cody. That was I'll give him that. That was a good idea, but, I mean it, – it, dare?
0: Huh? What? Oh, go ahead. I didn't hear you no, for a second. No, it,
1: um, it just it, – it, right now I don't think that title is really in a good standing because it's. Just, I don't think it's defended enough.
0: Dude, I'm going to take you back to uh, 2000. We'll go back to, let's see here. Let's go back to April 3rd. So we'll go to Mania from a year ago. Zack Ryder won. Everybody lost their mind. We're like, holy shit. Maybe they're going in a different direction and pushing somebody different. Mm -hmm. Then it went to The Miz the next night. Then Dolph Ziggler had it, which Miz had a pretty lengthy run, you know, almost 200 days. Ziggler, then Miz. And then Dean Ambrose. So it's been, I mean, the Miz is competing for it again. He's already won it twice since Mania, which was a year ago. Mm-hmm. So he could win it for a third time since Ryder won it at Mania a year ago. And then sprinkle in Ambrose and then a little Ziggler run there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can even go back to 2015 when Owens and Ambrose were going for it. Ambrose was still, he was feuding for that title. Like you know, and then you could go back you could go back to two thousand and fourteen, Ziegler had it a couple times Ziggler had it three times, Miz had it two times I mean it's this we're going all the way back to two thousand fourteen this is three years it's the same people competing for it mm-hmm. so this is what happens, and you know how my what my stance is on the Roman reigns thing uh, it's kind of an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I know the cool thing is they hate him, but this is the problem when you do Superman booking and you have two people that are just monsters and then everybody else is a mid Carter. So there's no opportunities for people that have held the, like, look at Miz, six-time Intercontinental Champion if he wins um, this match coming He's, up.
1: They're just, what they're trying to do is fast-track him to beat
0: Jericho's record. I, something, but <laughs> my my point is... That's what happens when you have, okay, we have a roster of like 80 people. I don't know the exact number. I'm just throwing something out. But we'll say we have like 80 people and like three people are monsters and you can't beat them. And wins and losses don't matter. Bullshit. But you have 80 people and three are unstoppable and everybody else is a mid Carter. Mm -hmm. So it's like nothing really changes. And that's why people tune out and that's why the ratings... Or the way they are now it's not the it, it's always something it's the playoffs it's football it's you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: this or that no it's the same stuff like I didn't even watch raw this week uh, I really don't even watch Raw anymore and Finn Balor's my favorite wrestler on the planet mm-hmm. and I still don't watch the show mm-hmm. I'll watch his match or clips of his online. But I can't. I like. I just can't do it,
1: man. Three hours—a long time, brother.
0: And just I, we, the glory days of the IC title are no more. So, I agree. unless somebody new gets the title and they they spice it up a bit, uh, like you know. the Ziggler Miz match for the IC title was match to the one of the match of the year contenders, But you know. hands down.
1: You know, it'd be great if Braun Strowman came back from injury and won the IC belt in a three-second match with just one move and and then held it for a year.
0: Wouldn't doubt
1: it. I'd like that. Let's move on to um, the vacant WWE Universal Championship title. (laughs) There's my uh,
0: contribution.
1: We got, what, great balls of fire coming up. Is the Universal Championship even going to be defended on this pay-per-view?
0: Yeah, that's the whole gimmick of the Brock Lesnar finally ret- oh. returning to you know defend his title.
1: Uh, yeah, which he hasn't defended in 30 days, which he needs to drop it then. <laughs> but Dude, hey, it's K K Fa- rules. this title to me um you know, op- when it first was created just suffered from bad luck, but I thought Kevin Owens was a great universal champion. I was happy that he Excellent. was Yep. And Then them doing the whole, you know, Goldberg five minute match, which I love the um, pre match stuff Kevin Owens was saying uh, because I think he was legitimately pissed at this whole situation with the title. Did did you get that pickup? Did you see all that stuff too? Yeah. And uh, then you had uh, Lesnar win it in what a five minute match at WrestleMania. So your major. This is supposed to be your top championship on one of your brands, and the last two or three title defenses lasted, the total time of all those matches was no more than 12 minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, that thing's cursed, dude. Yeah, Um, yeah. And the quality that's been turned out, it shouldn't be a red strap. Like, I call it the fruit roll-up title. Mm -hmm. Uh, It shouldn't be a red strap. It should be a brown strap, because that's been pure shit. The Reigns, I mean, Owens was finally finally being treated like a true heel. Like remember when he was in the ring and had the spotlight on him and he pulled the chair up and like, he was finally becoming that superstar main event top guy. And they strip it for a guy that can't work a match longer than three minutes.
1: A guy that is gone. A guy that can never work a match really ever in his career.
0: Put him in the ring for more than ten minutes, and you see what
1: happens. Right. Um, so yeah, title. This title is shit. It is not. I, I don't even think it's worth much more of a discussion. I no. think. I think it's go, just crap. But hey, we got <laughs> Brock Lesnar holding it. But Brock Lesnar is he, he's a big, strong guy. Whatever. He's a badass dude. Oh he's yeah. Shut up. Hey, All-Star Overeem thinks Brock Lesnar's a badass too. Right. I went there. Uh, let's move to the SmackDown titles. We've got the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which are held by the Uso's, killing it. Yeah, uh, I like heel Uso's. I really do. Um, I would like to see more competition in SmackDown. Um, so, but you know, let me ask you this: we we both loved American Alpha in NXT, and I have constantly said they got called up well before they should have what are your Agreed.
0: thoughts <sighs> yeah i dude i remember meeting them at royal rumble in orlando when aj debuted and i was so hyped for them to win the titles at take over and they did and like it was a true mark out and like jason jordan crying and like uh they wrestled revival on a two out of three falls at nxt and indy i went to that show that was Im- amazing they haven't done shit since mm-hmm. they've got on the main. Even their 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 title win was so out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. when the Wyatts had it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everyone thought that they were just going to lead up to that till Mania. Mm-hmm. And the Alpha win was like, why? It's not like I love them and I'm a fan. And even I saw them win the belts and I'm like, why? Like I didn't even cheer, you know, take over. I'm like, yeah. And they're crying and it's like goosebumps worthy. They, they beat the Wyatts on SmackDown, and I just – why? I just sat there. Why? They, I don't get it. I don't understand why you're just going to, yeah, they'll win, and then, you know, they'll lose them. There was no payoff. There was no reason for them to win. There was no payoff for them to drop the titles or to try to get them back. It's almost like they dropped them, and then, all right, well, you're out of the rotation, so time to give another team a turn. Um you see teams like Bruzango who were not really clamoring to see him wrestle, mm-hmm. but look at the look at their skits that they've done the last two mm-hmm. weeks. They're the most entertaining thing in WWE right now.
1: Yeah, that um, the what was it the uh, uh what they do last night? I was watching it and I totally forgot. Or Tuesday. they did like
0: the they were in London, so they did like the Sherlock Holmes yeah. and Watson kind of rip off, and and they went did to it- the Ascension locker room and saw they they thought they had a girl in there or something because they were screaming yeah yeah
1: um but uh, they did Hilarious. it to the what was the show um law and order they law and order, they, yeah. they introduced that and then you hear uh i think it was i think it was um fandango he goes Dun-dun!
0: yeah and then i love their <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo, like the sirens but it's their voices doing it. <laughs> like <it's... laughs> oh that is so great but that goes to show like they have a tag team title match against the usos Mm -hmm. uh coming up at backlash they want entertainment do i think american alpha can just run circles around the entire roster absolutely they cut funny promos in nxt but i feel like vince just doesn't really see value in them uh as a tag team i i honest to goodness dude I think uh, we're probably, I mean, as far as Gable goes, I hope he doesn't, you know, kind of just fall down in the ranks. But, dude, Jason Jordan's their guy. I Mm -hmm. see a lot of potential. I could see him being a U.S. or intercontinental champion Mm -hmm. as a singles wrestler. And then they'll kind of play it and see how it works. But, dude, he's phenomenal. He's a great wrestler. He's got the look. He can talk. Um, He loves the business, obviously. He's got the amateur background. Shout out to IU and uh hoosiers but um i i honestly see them going a singles route with them so
1: i can see it too let's move on to the WWE smackdown women's championship held by naomi feel the glow you are the last dragon you possess the power (laughs) of the glow glow. you are you are um i think this title is doing all right uh you know they're keeping it on naomi uh, I think, and Naomi's gotten, I've, 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 I'm a little bit better on Naomi than when she was the Funkadactyl dancer, or whatever. I think the glow gimmick has been good for her, because, it, you know, what it harkens me back to is, um, when ECW, and they did, um, you know, Al Snow come out with head, and they were handing out bobble bobbleheads to, or you know, mannequin heads to everyone, and everyone's dancing like it's a rave or something. You know, it gives the people. In the crowd, like a kind of that party element, and I, I like it. And I think, I think that title's been doing good. You got a lot of competition there on SmackDown with Charlotte and Becky, and now you got Tamina back, and uh, you got Natalia, who's probably still to me one of the best women's wrestlers they have. So I think this title's actually has done pretty good. Alexa, she uh, won it from Alexa Bliss before the Superstar Shakeup um, back in February. Uh, so yeah, I, I like where, how this title stands right now.
0: Yeah, my only beef is the way that they have the division now with the the welcoming committee. Like, You can't have half the roster be in a stable together. <laughs> like, right. You know, I, no, like, I, yeah, that I do get. You know, and, and I don't like the fact that, that oh, it's a three-on-three three three women's tag at Backlash instead of the title actually being defended. Um, but it's a long time coming from Naomi. I'm so proud of her and happy that she... She's on top, and her gimmick works. The glow stuff is great. She's got a lot of energy. Kids like it, like adults like it. She's athletic. Mm -hmm. She's killing it right now, and I'm so happy that they're building someone up other than the usual, you know, the suspect. Four Horsewomen deserve every accolade, title, praise that they get, but it is nice to see new stars being built um, outside of just that group. Yep, I agree.
1: We'll go ahead and move on to the WWE United States Championship that is currently held by Kevin Owens, the Face of America.
0: What are your thoughts? Do, 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 do. No, the Face of America gimmick it's so incredible. Have <laughs> Have you seen the meme with uh, like you know how on the floor they'll have like images and stuff and for Owens the face of America is like a gi- like it's his giant face on the floor when he comes yeah out that's awesome that's Instagram. awesome someone made a meme with that that was like when you accidentally used the front facing camera on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but no he um, this gimmick is great I think and I know Cena did it already but. Kevin Owens should do the open challenge, and I believe it was a very intelligent guy who said that uh, Kevin Owens should do this open challenge, and who comes out none other than Mike Bennett. Hmm. I think that was you. Oh, was it? So, oh, it, hey, it, you know,
1: I can prove uh, I'm intelligent yeah. now because I have to wear glasses.
0: There you go. You're <laughs> a smart guy. No, but yeah, I, I the U.S. title, John Cena, sorry, haters, he made that title must-see. It yep, was the I agree. title. I agree. You, they could really do with this the same thing that Jay Lethal did with the television title and Ring of Honor. I mean, the, the Jay Briscoe had it at one point, the main title at one point, while Lethal had the TV title. It was like, I could give a monkey's ass about a Briscoe match. Like, I'm psyched on this Jay Lethal TV title run. Like, who would have mm-hmm. thunk it? Mm-hmm. That was the most important title there. So I see, like with especially with the whole Orton shit, and the the non-existent universal title, the U.S. title, we we've been a, we've been down on a lot of the belts. Do you think the U.S. title is the most prestigious right now, or it's at least the most prominent, like the most important? I guess.
1: Yeah, I I think it's the best title picture they have right now. I guess is the best way to put it. I got yeah. So especially if um Kevin John or Kevin Owens, I almost said Kevin Cena. Especially if, <laughs> especially if Kevin Owens is going to have some sort of open challenge to where, you know, you, who knows who you'll get to see. I mean, just imagine this: imagine this. You're watching. You're watching SmackDown. Kevin Owens hit, hits, uh, does his open challenge, and you hear Adam Cole, baby. Just, just the something like that happening, and the look on his face. Because then they could go into the history that these two guys have together. It's, an, you know, it's another great thing they could do along with Mike Bennett. So, and I loved the I loved when Cena was doing the Open Challenge, you know. We got um a great match out of John Cena and Sami Zayn uh that Sami Zayn had a damn separated shoulder the whole match, you know. Um right. I, yeah. I, that that was great. Uh you know, I'm not the biggest Cena fan, but what he did for the United States title elevated it greatly.
0: You know who I'd like? I mean, we're probably going to see AJ Styles get the US title. Um, I like the vest like with the red, white, and blue. You know I think he should drop it to is Baron Corbin.
1: That'd be good. That'd be good.
0: Corbin, I'm
1: telling you, Corbin's right on the cusp. They're about yeah. he's about to get a rocket up his ass.
0: Oh yeah. It's Deservedly coming. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's he, I think he has stepped his game up. Uh and he, and he's just kind of being himself. Yep. He's just a dick.
0: <laughs> Go back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> Go- Go back
1: to Evolve, you idiot. I never wrestled in Evolve. <laughs> go back to the NWA. <laughs> go back to Smoky Mountain. Yeah, there you go. Go back go back and walk go back to Watts. <laughs> yeah, long um, getting through the discussion, yeah. The United States title I think is the best best booked and most prominent title they have right now. Which leaves us with the WWE Championship, which is currently held by the Arsonist. Randy Orton, let me, let me ask you, all right, how much (laughs) would you pop if Jinder Mahal somehow beat Randy Orton for the WWE championship?
0: I don't know how he's doing with the crowds and everybody else. Jinder Mahal is over like Rover here in the Mankind Cave, like, if, if this dude gets the one, two, three at backlash, I might rip my shirt off and do snow angels on my living room floor. <laughs> like I'm going to be super hyped. But I, it's different. It's something different and you can complain and say, but he's won one match and so-and-so months, and he's not really like super entertaining. Putting him up with the Bollywood boys and just having him. I mean, he's just jacked and just out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, when he took the photos, like he had the photographer with him after he stole the title and he was taking photos with the belt, I'm sorry. And this kind of goes back to, harkens back to that, it's just an ornament or a prop. Jinder Mahal looked like a champion with that belt. He Mm -hmm. looked like, I saw him with the belt, I'm like, he needs to win it. Mm -hmm. Just from him taking the pictures with it. I agree, like he's not putting on five star matches in the ring, but like, fuck, did Goldberg when he had the Universal, so i really think they have something with gender um i think it's lazy which like most of their booking with their titles but as far as a character i think it's lazy that gender is anti-american and blah 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 and the more he talks it's like i uh, i kind of side with gender (laughs) that's kind of funny he's giving out a usa like i i kind i see where you're coming from gender um you're not a heel to me but I, it's just such a lazy route with him so I, I just want him to be a badass but he's a believable badass to yeah, me dude especially with his build now um they have something special with him and, and the the sing brothers we'll call him now i won't call him the bollywood boys but <laughs> i am praying to the wrestling gods that jinder mahal wins the title at backlash i don't think yeah it'll i don't happen, think he will either but Heart wants it to happen. I really hope so.
1: Okay. Well, we got four more titles we're going to get through real quick here. We had the, um it's still new, the WWE United Kingdom Championship, which is currently held by Tyler Bate, which is going to be defended at NXT Chicago against Pete Dunne, right?
0: Oh, I'm so ready for that. I think that's going to be a great, fun <laughs> so match. Uh, the bruiserweight
1: Pete Dunne taking on Tyler Bate. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's new, so I guess, um, we can say that, um, class is still in on it, right? We don't really have, I mean, right now, how many times have you seen it defended on television? I don't think not many, but, uh, you know, it, right now it's gonna, I'm going to give it the I for incomplete.
0: I agree with you. Like I just did my, I did my final grades today actually and dropped them off and we have, uh, we have a grade like F, but it's FW. And so it's not like the student failed, like did all the work and failed. It's the student that wasn't around and failed. (laughs) Ah. So you give them an FW. Tyler Bate is awesome. Um, I actually got to see him at uh, the Progress Show in Orlando during Mania. And that title is beautiful, first of all. I love that. That's a beautiful looking title. But why did you have it and have this whole tournament? to not do anything with it or even have it defended on a show Mm -hmm. it's just like it's wwe is almost like quick let's like get all the indie guys out of the market so we can all have them in wwe cool now we have the most talent we've ever had in the history of our business now what i don't know make a couple titles up make this purple one make this uk one i don't know yeah um, <laughs> like it's am I wrong like, no
1: you're right um, let's move on to the NXT tag team championships currently held by Occam and Razor the authors of pain uh, yeah I've always I've never had a problem with how they've treated the NXT tag team titles
0: no absolutely not um, I mean in hindsight you could look back at Villains winning it in Brooklyn and you're like eh. yeah Or like, man, the Ascension had like a year long reign with them, and you. I guess it's just the main roster booking. You can't really discredit because the Ascension was tight when they were. Oh yeah, they were badass. They were awesome. So, but the lineage, you look at all the title holders that have held it. I mean, I'm shocked that Enzo and Cass never won them. Yeah, that was the one team where you're like, man. But currently, no. I mean, I'm not a big authors of pain match, but I think what's indicative of their talent is. I mean, look at that match at the last Takeover. That that was match of the night. Yes, sir. That tag team triple threat. Yes, sir. Um, this ladder match is going to be a banger. Uh, I can't wait for this. I cannot wait for this match at, at Takeover. Like I'm super hyped for the whole card, but for those those tag titles to be on the line, and um, it's looking like Heavy Machinery is going to be just jumped immediately up into a feud with them. Uh, I don't see DIY winning them, so uh, what are your thoughts on the Heavy Machinery team, and it, it, do you think they're tag team title worthy?
1: Uh, to be honest, I don't know who the Heavy Machinery team is, because I haven't watched NXT in a while.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's so hard. That, that. It's mean, not your. It's not a jab to you, that's just... It's Well, there's just so much new, damn wrestling. Like, they're brand new, just right. in your face. Like, hey, we're going to challenge for the titles. I was...
1: Uh, the one thing I'm excited for is the return of TMDK whenever that happens, oh, or TM61. Uh, yeah. We'll move on to the, I think, probably right now, has the title that has probably some of the best lineage in it in the WWE, the NXT women's title. I mean, that title is probably the is so well protected. You've got Asuka, who's held it for 405 days. And look at the other people that have held it. While they're in NXT, they're some of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. Charlotte, uh, you got Sasha Banks, of course, and Bayley. So, I mean, when those are your champions and now you've got Asuka, who is just, just so much more destructive than all of them put together and has just looked like a beast holding that title. I think I think this title is just very well protected in the
0: WWE. I 100% agree with you. and I'm going to recant my previous statement that the United States was the best title. The NXT women's title, to me, has been handled perfectly. Uh, look at all the best matches. Like I think that's the bottom line, the, the lineage, like you've said of the champions um, and the reigns, but also look at the, the kinds of matches, the quality of matches that have been put on for that title. I think it's, uh, it's a mile difference from the other titles to the NXT women's Oscar um, has had, in my opinion, uh, this run has been impressive. Uh, I don't think she's had, like, five-star matches. No, not like, at all, not at all. You know, like, Bailey and Sasha, and, you know, even, like, Becky and, and, and you know, those matches that she had. Um, Charlotte, and even, like, Charlotte and Natalia and stuff like that, going all the way back to that. But the reign has been impressive. I mean, she's surpassed Goldberg's WCW undefeated level. Like, that title means something. So, yeah. to me, that that title is... <laughs> that's the best thing they got going for him. If you're really in this title discussion, you can't argue against that. So,
1: And last but definitely not least, we have the NXT Championship title, currently held by Bobby Roode. He's held it for 103 days. Um, he defeated Nakamura for it at NXT TakeOver San Antonio earlier this year. And this is another title, I think, that has been very well protected. I mean, they ha- haven't really hot-potatoed it. And look at the people you've had held it. You've had Bobby Roode, Joe... Balor, uh Nakamura did not yeah Nakamura did hold that title right or my or did he never win it
0: yeah, no, I hear you man it I mean do you remember the first match for the NXT title mm, my memory's not as good as it was it was Seth Rollins and Jinder yeah. Mahal
1: yeah, Oh, yeah yeah Seth and and Seth you know you got Seth Rollins uh Bo Dallas was a great NXT champion as well. Um. So yeah, I think this title has done really good in its lifespan. And how long has NXT's been around since pretty much the network has?
0: So That's what three or four years now. Uh, it's like five years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you go all the way back to Rollins and go all the way up to Rude. Now, I think the right. My dog is growling right now for some reason. He's sad. <laughs> He's like, Dad, stop talking about wrestling, and play. we'll be play we'll be cats. done in a few minutes, Guinness. Right. <laughs> right. Need to drink again, Guinness uh but um anyways yeah the 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 matches that have been put on i feel like the right people have held the title yep there's certain titles where you're like man why didn't this guy win it to me the nxt men's title i feel every person rightfully held the title there's not can you think of a person in nxt that man i wish they would have had a run with the belt uh
1: man not no not not really right
0: Can't think of anybody.
1: No, I can't either. Very
0: well done. (laughs) I mean, if Alistair Black gets called up and he doesn't have it, Eh, we might be talking about it (laughs) down the road. But
1: well, I mean, and uh, and it's like you said earlier. Look at all the people that they have in NXT right now. NXT, I hear, I got to get caught up on it. But man, the roster is looking good. You've got Rude, Cassius ono the stuff they're doing with Roddy Strong. I mean, Roderick Strong. they have they have a lot of talent and a great title picture for down in NXT.
0: Dude, Cassius Ono, Aleister Black, Roddy, Bobby Roode. You got um Hideo, who's making a, come, yep. a comeback, poor guy. Uh, but you might even see Adam Cole in the mix. Uh you might also see Kyle O'Reilly in the oh, mix. Oh my god. Don't get my hopes dude, up. Don't get my dude, hopes up. Oh. Dude, but like they had a they had a slight little kind of eh, kind of a lull moment because they lost, you know, the Breakfast Club of NXT as I yeah. called them. You know, Zayn and Balor and Owens and all them. They're really coming into their own with this new era and like the different titles and the new music. It's a new it's a new era in NXT and the future is bright, and especially with that title too. The four names I just rattled off, all four of them can easily hold the title in put on great stellar matches so nxt's in good hands, and those titles have all been to in my opinion i think all the nxt titles have been handled perfectly i think so i think so that is going to be it for this week uh thank you for listening and
1: down oh fuck well we're not done yet hold on as we like to end every episode we like to do superstar of the week so fred i ask you who is your superstar
0: of the week Man, I honestly, this is one week where I'm kind of at a loss. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just, (laughs) I'm going to give it, you know what? No, I'm not at a loss. I'm going to give it to Jinder Mahal, man. He got the one, two, three on Randy Orton on SmackDown. Um, And I still have my background photo on Twitter at the letter K F A B E connection. My photo is still... (laughs) Jinder Mahal, he's hoisting the title upside down, so it's like the Miz microphone with the M <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the W with his dress shirt on hanging out of the limo. Like, that's iconic. We're going to look back 10 years from now and be like, dude, time stood still when Jinder Mahal <laughs> stood so, up in his limo with the belt upside down.
1: I am, going, I am going to go with Jerry Lawler. There you go. So what I gotta, happened
0: this week, man? Tell them.
1: So uh, yeah, I was um, I met up with a friend of the show, Dustin Five Star. Um, we I was gonna, he's gonna help me. He was helping me with some diet stuff, and just wanted to get together and talk with him, and, and also get lunch with him because I like talking to him. He's a very nice guy. So we go to um, Jerry Lotto's barbecue restaurant in Cordova on Germantown Road, out there by the Super Target for those in Memphis. And we walk in. I didn't even notice the people sitting at the table. So I go in and place my order and I go sit across from Dustin and then I look and there's Downtown Bruno. I'm like, what the hell, Downtown? What's Downtown Harvey Whippleman for those um, WWE fans that didn't watch Memphis wrestling, who is probably one of the greatest managers when you go back and watch Memphis wrestling. But it, it, so I see him and then I realize I'm sitting next to Jerry Lawler's girlfriend, Lauren McBride, and then on the other side is Jerry Lawler in a Superman basketball jersey and basketball shorts. I'm like, holy shit, Lawler's here. So, you know, um we it was great uh the food at this restaurant was awesome. Uh, they have a sweet barbecue sauce that I put on my barbecue sandwich, and they season their fries with barbecue seasoning, and it was so good. So uh-huh. when I mentioned that, Lawler actually hands me a sweet potato waffle fry to try and some dipping, so- uh, dipping syrup they have for them. Oh, my God, they were delicious. I don't really like sweet potatoes, but this one I'm not going to tell the king that I don't like sweet potatoes. I'm just going to man up and eat the sweet <laughs> potato but
0: <laughs> just gonna andy kaufman him
1: <laughs> yeah that's right and uh but um dustin introduced us and when i and you know i've been to bruno's house and i've seen him a couple of times and talked to him and I uh, you know i have to wear glasses now and he's like oh damn Derek, i didn't even realize who you were man you changed your look and all and it was great and Got to take a picture with those guys. So meeting lunch with Dustin Starr, ended up having lunch with Jerry Lawler. So that's why he's my superstar of the week. The man gave me a sweet potato waffle fry. <laughs> did you talk to him at all? While
0: yeah, you, while um, you guys had lunch.
1: You know, we uh we were talking about all sorts of things, and um you know as he was leaving, he was waiting on Lauren, and I asked him, um did you get to see Guardians of the Galaxy two yet? And he's like, no. Is it good? And uh, I was like, yeah, man. I was, and I broke down what I really liked about the movie, and um. And he told Lauren, "Hey, he saw uh, he saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Said it was really good. And then um, I asked him if he was going to see Wonder Woman next month. And you know, he's kind of down on how the uh, DC movies are treating the DC universe. So he doesn't like the costumes that they're doing and stuff like that. And doesn't think Gal Gadot it makes um, is going to be a good Wonder Woman because you know he grew up with probably the Wonder Woman, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. So you know, it was a, it was great to just sit." I was talking to Jerry Lawler about fucking comic book movies, you know, and when are you gonna get that chance again?
0: That's awesome, yeah.
1: And he was very nice and easy to talk to, and there's another guy that was talking to him and you know, we got uh you know, I'm surprised he hasn't seen Guardians of the yet just because I'm sure he's you know, he's gonna want to support his buddy Dave Batista, so which if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, folks, go see it. I saw it twice this past weekend. It was so good each time. So <laughs> Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at oversellpodcastfacebook.com slash oversellpodcast. And follow me on Twitter at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. Also, check out our website, www.oversellpod.com. And while you're there, check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Actually, I think you can click at the top. that will take you straight to it. Uh, There's no extra fees or hidden fees. It's just you helping out this podcast by doing shopping you're already going to do on Amazon, we just get a small kickback. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. We just get a kickback on anything sold through our link. Fred, where can folks find you on social media?
0: At the letter K, F-A-B Connection on Twitter. And you can go ahead and search k Connection on Facebook and YouTube as well. There will be new content pushed out on YouTube, I promise you. Uh, Are we going to get the return soon, so. of Hill Ben Peters? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard from him since Mania, so you tell me. Maybe we can tweet at him, at FightBinFight. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I haven't heard from him since Mania. So. Well, great. Uh, you, might, you might just be getting me, but still, that's good. But, uh, but yeah, man, thanks for having me on. It was a, it was a fun show tonight.
1: Anytime, and that was, I think we had some good discussion here. Folks, the easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes, and while you're there, leave a five-star review. And leave us some comments, and we'll read them on the air. I haven't gotten any new reviews yet. So folks, tell your friends to listen to this podcast, and if you like what we do, this is important, if you like what we do, retweet when I release the episodes, usually I'll release them either Thursday night or Friday, when you see that, retweet, share it with your friends, let's get this podcast to grow, we're going to start doing the YouTube live so you get to even see my beautiful face on YouTube, folks,
0: come on, share, 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 Thank you for it listening. It takes like five fucking seconds. Yeah, Sorry man, it, for cursing, it, but I'm passionate about this. Support your friends. I hear it so many times. Oh, dude, you have a great show. Great. I, I appreciate the text. Or are you telling me in a DM, but fucking retweet it. You push a <laughs> button, it takes five seconds, assholes.
1: All right, and thank you to Shark Dropper. They are our network. We want to thank those guys over there and check out sharkdropper.com doppel avenue hurt paralyzed so many great fictional podcasts also word of the bay and all those great podcasts they do and thank you to our host blog talk radio all right well folks we Uh, are going to get out of here deal with it as batista would say folks thank you for listening this is the oversell podcast